Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. Go. Welcome everyone to the Polynesian Podcast, sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. I am Lance Falatongo. I'm Forrest Lulav. Don't mind the voice. It, it is him. Promise. Forrest Promise. is here to represent for the Raiders. Amen. We're also going to talk about the Chargers' last second win versus the Cardinals. And then we're going to talk about this upcoming game for both our teams, the Raiders versus the Chargers. In a mid-season must-win for both of our teams. Uh, who do you want to do? You want to start with the Raiders or the Chargers? Or do you want me to flip a coaster? Hey man, I'm just your co-host. So you know what? We're gonna start with the Chargers. Let's talk about the Chargers. Went to Arizona and took on the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray starting this week and able to uh, fight for a last-second Austin Eckler touchdown. Little cradle, cradle the baby action there to get it across the goal line. That was dope. And then a two point conversion to go for the win. Uh, defense holds the Chargers win 25 to 24, uh, improving to six and five on the season and just outside of the uh, the playoffs, tied with the, the Patriots uh, and in the hunt, so to speak. Uh, big game, big coin flip game. You know, those one score games that can go either way. Um, and, the, and the Chargers were able to come out on top by their uh, mostly by their social media quarterback Justin Herbert, thirty-five of forty-seven, two hundred seventy-four yards, three touchdowns. It's almost a that's a hundred and nine rating. Um, man, the, were you able to um, catch any of the highlights off of this one? You probably saw yeah. that last that last oh, game obviously, yeah, winning touchdown. Been, yeah, it's been played all over. But, I mean, even that, Arizona had to score to go ahead before that. So, I mean, it was a back-and-forth game. Uh, I can't say much because Cardinals beat the Raiders. But uh, if you look on paper, they're actually <laughs> – Cardinals are actually a really good team on paper. A lot of teams are. But um, I don't think their their roster matches their record. Cause they're, yeah, they're they, yeah. weird. I mean, they, so they had uh, DeAndre Hopkins out for like the first six weeks. Um, they've had injuries. They Marquee, Hollywood Brown went down. Uh, right. I think he returned right. for this game, actually. Um, but he's been out for almost a month, so they, they even traded for, for other people. So, the, the, yeah, the Cardinals might kind of be in flux right now. Um, the Chargers, too. Chargers coming off of back-to-back Sunday night football losses versus the 49ers and the Chiefs. So this was definitely a, a game that they needed to win to stop that skid um, and to well, shake I mean, things back up. But to the Chargers' credit, those two teams are uh, both uh, at the top of their divisions. Mm. Um, really good teams. San Francisco's uh, starting to gel at the end of the year at the right time, actually. Uh, everybody's starting to, they're starting to play hit on all cylinders, and the Chiefs are always going to be the Chiefs in the AFC West. So, and, not for long. No, I hope. <laughs> yeah, no, the same here. <laughs> but I mean, like the, both both teams, the Chargers and the Cardinals, are 
phenomenal on paper. But like you said, they've both gone through some injuries and they're getting guys back. So, and when I, well, I was talking about the Cardinals, they're just not, it's not just on offense that they look good, but defensive wise, they look really good. They got Buda Baker in the defensive backfield who's playing phenomenal. They got two young linebackers. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is also starting to break out just a little bit. I know a lot of people yep. are expecting more from him, but you know, some players develop a little longer than others, but he's, L- He's Led the playing, Cardinals and tackles. Right. See, he's he's starting to come He's having a good season uh, compared to the last two. Uh, Zavin Collins, who they drafted, yep. weird because they already had Simmons, is also playing great ball. And you can't never discredit um, J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt's J.J. Watt. And if you say anything against J.J. Watt, you don't watch football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, for I have the Cardinals in a, a Madden league that we just started for Madden 23. And yeah. Isaiah Simmons is listed as a strong safety, but he's second behind Buda Baker, who's an all pro. So he doesn't play in like base packages, like your three, four or four, three. Right. But he does play in nickel in like any of your sub packages where you have three cornerbacks, four cornerbacks. Then yeah. he's the, then he's the sub linebacker uh, as a strong safety. So I ended up having to switch him down the linebacker and now i have them in every single play no matter what the defensive alignment is and it's a lot it's better having him on the field instead of just locked up in that you know strong safety second strong safety spot we talked about it last time we were on um just that's the difficulty of having a guy who's never really played one position in college Mm. like they had him all over the field but he i think he's best at linebacker because he can still cover um he's closer to the line he can do everything you want. He can still rush the quarterback as well. So I think he's better suited at linebacker. And I think your Madden team is going to do great with him at linebacker. <laughs> yeah. I had to make a lot of tough decisions. Kyler Murray gone. DeAndre Hopkins gone. J.J. Wow. Watt had to let him go. Wow. Uh, James James Conner gone. Zach Ertz gone. I shed anybody. Oh, we're also playing without a salary cap, so I didn't have any of the penalties trading away these big money guys. But I was able to get Benay Sewell. I was able to get Derek Brown for the Panthers and Brian Burns. I should have got Frankie Louvu in that trade too. Damn it. I got a Who, pick. Who's your linebacker? <laughs> Who, who's your quarterback then? Oh, Jared Goff, right? <laughs> Who is fine. I'm more of a pocket. I'm more of like a city. Yeah, yeah, pocket. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, see it, hit it. I can't I can't do the scramble outside and stuff, but Jared Goff is playing, you know, 90 percent of the production I was doing with Matt and Kyler Murray. So it's not that big a deal. Um, But also trading those guys away. I I don't know if there's ever a world I would live in where I trade Kyler Murray for Jared Goff. (laughs) There was other stuff. I mean, no, 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 I I get it. I'm not, you know, you're the GM of your team, so you do what you want. I'm just saying. yeah, no, just trying to make those hard decisions because they, the Cardinals actually behind, they they do have a lot of talent, um, but it's still kind of developing. And then they do have some top heavy guys, but you see what it's like when you don't have DeAndre Hopkins for a long time, or you don't have right. any of these other guys that are injured. Um, sometimes those backups aren't just, aren't ready yet. So I, I was able to get some young talent for like a long-term buildup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, but the Chargers having to the, watching this game was tough, man. I was 
I wasn't sure if the Chargers were going to pull it out. I was rooting for him, but uh, Justin Herbert is really able to put it together, especially on that last drive. Um, the Chargers get the ball back. The Chargers field a punt out of the two-minute warning, and they have one timeout to go, and they have to score a touchdown. And they did it. And it was yeah, – let me look at that last um, – that last drive, but it it didn't feel real until after the game. <laughs> like, uh, I was expecting the Chargers to Charger, but they didn't. Justin Herbert, man, just picking up chunks. Ten yards to Gerald Everett, eight yards to Eckler. Eckler had eleven catches in this game, um, and a bunch of big ones on that final drive. Um, but getting getting him. I don't think that's out of the normal for him, for me, just because I, I, I know he's a great running back. It's in his own, but I always think of Austin Eckler as a uh, really good pass catcher out of the backfield. So if he has an eleven, you know, what I mean, it's for me, it's like only eleven. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, double digit catches for a running back is none, you know, none to see that, but definitely for him though, that's I, in, yeah. yeah, yeah, in his it's, wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I feel like it's it's just a maybe like an offensive system thing where the Chargers are like we're fine with you know dumping it down for a two yard pickup that that could turn into a ten yard pickup a fifteen yard pickup because he can yeah I don't know he, he just after he the secures catch. the catch and yeah exactly he, after he's, the catch yeah, he's, he's a great he after go. the catch uh, runner but also what's your option of trying to throw down to an injured Mike Williams who's uh, being questionable. These past three weeks, uh, I think he's doubtful again for this week. Um, you get Keenan Allen back; he's not 100, percent but hey, it's good to see him out there. You know, I think it. I think it changes the entire way the Chargers can play yeah. offense. Having Keenan Allen on the field. Well, not only that. So now the defenses have to scheme also around Keenan Allen. And just like the reliability of those hands, like yeah. we've been over since he's been. He's been out what? He's only played like two games this whole yeah. season. He's and without him, game. and then when, when Mike Williams left, it's just tough throwing to these are professional wide receivers still, but Yeah, of course, but they, they've had they haven't had the game time that Keenan and Mike Williams have had. That kind of, I mean hmm. um whether you play sports or not, for sure. Mean, if you're on the field, you know that game time, uh, real game time is different from practice. Like if you're out there on the field, uh playing during games, it's totally different because you feel the speed. Uh, and I know it sounds like some something I heard from a commentator, but uh, it, it's different. It's different when you're on the field. The speed like- is different. The intensity is different. Um, it counts from me and you're in practice. You drop a ball, of course, you're going to get yelled at. You're going to run. But in the game, you drop a ball, and it could mean the game or you mm-hmm. know things like that. So... It's tough for some of these young guys to come in and, and perform when they haven't really had the chance or the reps uh, on an, an actual game. I think practice is supposed to be harder than the game. Nice. Like, I'm, I'm sure Samuel said that to me one time, but it was just like, it made sense, right? Like, if you're standing on the sideline, during the game, you're on the sideline for half the game. Like, right, the, right. the defense is in or the offense is in. Um, But... Exactly to your point, 
if you drop the ball in practice, it's whatever. You got to, you know. Yeah, if you run back and try again. But if you drop the ball in the game, that could be the game. So that's why you practice so hard. You trade so hard. Right. So that it in could those also moments be, where it counts. It could also be your career or the rest of your season. Because if you yeah. drop a ball at the wrong time, you could be on the bench <laughs> the rest of the season. Yo, who was the who was the coach, the tennis coach at Lions Park? Dave gotten it? Dave gotten it. Dave gotten it. It was like a tennis summer camp. And he was like, You need to work on just your swing. Just get your swing. Because once you get your swing, swings equal points. Points equal games. Games equal matches. Matches equal tournaments. Tournaments equal. And everyone was like, championships he's like tournaments equal money (laughs) (laughs) oh shit so those little things yeah not just a a a win or a loss but your next contract (laughs) exactly and i'm not trying to downplay practice because just like you said you i mean if you're gonna do good in practice it eventually gets you onto the field gets you onto the field and you still got to perform on the field and your performance on the field is going to lead to other things so i mean yeah now that they have the reps they got to they gotta perform. And it didn't look like many of them were performing. So I know a lot of them are going to be on the bench for another long time. As soon as Keenan Allen, Mike Williams comes back from that ankle injury. I don't know. The last time, I think he came back uh, like a week sooner than was anticipated I, and then I, got yeah. hurt again. That's what I so. honestly think they should rest him for a little bit more. Because I, I, if they have Keenan Allen back, I think uh, they might get some other guys to perform. You know what I mean? Um what, what what's your what's uh, the Chargers tight end's name again? Uh, Everett. Gerald Everett. He's, he's, up. Yeah, he's backed up. He's performing. Um, Mike Williams is a receiver, and he's a big one at that. He's a boundary receiver. Yep. Let's say um, Mike Williams. Yeah, what's up? I just gotta get the water and stuff out of the car. All right. Shout shout out to uh, cousin Will McCoy. Oh, for sure, man. That's my guy. I mean, we've been thinking Steve since the day we met, man. I mean, even that story's crazy. Just and I always tell people, <laughs> I preach to people, I preach to people all the time, man. And I know people are getting tired of me saying it, but I don't believe in coincidence. And so, even in the way you meet people, man, there's always a. If people are gonna be in your lives for like two minutes, two years, two centuries, two lifetimes, it don't matter. There, you're meant to meet certain people. So, you're meant to meet all yeah. the people in your life. I feel it like happens, yeah. stuff that happens is supposed to happen. Amen. So I'm book that you, you you hear me all the time, man. Whatever whatever happens happens for a reason. It may not happen the way you want it to happen, hmm. but you know, I mean, it's it's gonna happen that way, and you you're not gonna understand it at first, but somewhere down the line, you're gonna be like, huh, worked out. You know what I mean? Like, like I know I wanted to go that way, but hey, it works out. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. So, like, absolutely. Me, 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 and you are a perfect example. We were, I mean, I guess we were two different people. We just say we're, you're always going to be the core person who you are. But back home, we hung around two different crowds. We crossed paths, we hung out, but we wasn't like, we wasn't close like we are now. But yeah. it was cool. But I moved to Portland. We're millions of miles away from home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, who would ever thought? Like, even me passing you up at a bar, like. Oh shit, Lance! You know what I mean? Of yeah. course, of course, we have Noah in common because we're all related. Um, you know what I mean? Eddie, Will, of course. But the fact that that we're away from home and that's also probably 
another thing that brings all of us who are away from home closer together when we're away from home. But just just the 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 I guess the nature of the relationship. Like if we were back home, we still I mean we're family of course, but like I still ride for Nora, but not I I don't know if she'd be calling me like uncle right away. Or I'll be telling everybody about this great little niece that I have. You know what I mean? Totally different. Be totally different. She's still be my niece, but the relationship we have right now allows me to be so much more closer to her and involved in her life than it would have been back home had we stayed back home. Because we'd still just be in two different circles that revolved around each other. Instead if we of, went back home now, no. Nah. Oh, no. No. Think it's still think it's easy. I mean, we uh, the parties we'd have all together, the, the get togethers. I see yeah. Eddie back home. Eddie does not look like he wants to be back at all. Eddie looks like Eddie, He's Eddie's home. in some no, yeah, Eddie's home. I mean, Eddie, Eddie's got some things going on that require him to be back here, and I understand that. But I hope Eddie can find a way where he can have bust of both worlds and be at home where he can be Eddie because I love Eddie to death, man. Eddie's a great dude, and and I would want nothing more than for Eddie to be back home where he can be Eddie and operate as Eddie instead of being out here and you know what I mean just and and having to deal I don't ever want anybody to have to deal with things instead of living out your life you the know island I mean? boy yeah Eddie, I don't care what you say there's there's people from back home who struggle to get out and they moved out here and as a kid I always used to have problems with with that, when people move away from home and then they call, like, they move to, like, New York or San Francisco and they're back home for vacation. And sorry, folks, if you're listening, this is taking just a really far left from what we're actually talking about. But bear with me. Give you no, give me another two minutes. But, yeah, they, they used to leave home and come home for vacation and they complain. And they'd be like, Man, I can't wait to go home. Bitch, you are this home. This is the your fuck? home. It's like... I understand it now. It's still, I still wouldn't do it. I understand how home though is different for some people and that they associate home with hurt and trauma and pain. So I get it. I get it. But still, um, if you grew up the way we did back home and had the experiences we've had, is you go everywhere and you take home with you. And once you get back home, it's, you're, you're, you feel safe. You know what I mean? To be whatever the hell you are. You know what I mean? And so I, I see Eddie. Uh, Eddie, if you listen to this podcast, shout out to you, man. I know it's still early for the shout outs, but man, I love seeing you back home, Eddie. Uh, and I, I love that you made it back home for Tim's wedding. Um, and shout I'm out. Seeing, Congrats yeah, to them. Shout out to Tim and uh, Sam Solito uh, for becoming uh, a family. A family together, so hey, yeah. I'm waiting for you, Myers. <laughs> no pressure, Myers. Uh, yeah, love to the fam, man. That's great. New, yeah. new beginnings, new families, new beginnings. being able to go back home. More love, all, all the that. love in the world. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Back to what we were talking about. Back to before Will came, right? We were uh, talking about the Chargers pulling out this win over uh, the Arizona Cardinals and. It would have been bad if we lost that game because the entire narrative would have been the Chargers are falling apart and right. they can't make the playoffs. But luckily, we ended up coming out on top. And now, even though we're 6-5 and five and not in the playoff picture just yet, 
we're in the hunt. We're right there. Right. We we do what we have to do. A wild, wild card is still playoffs. So yeah, and that's you know it, we're probably not going to overtake the Chiefs who have uh, beaten us twice and therefore own the tiebreaker. So we wouldn't be able to tie with them and beat them. We would if we ended up with the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs at the end of the year. The Chargers would win. take the wild yeah. card. Um, so yeah, just getting into the playoffs now is what the the goal needs to be, and then preparing yourself when you're in the playoffs to do as much damage as possible. But definitely this win, this late, you know, comeback, game-winning, last-minute drive uh, to get the W is going to be something that hopefully we can build on, and it's not just, you know, another fluky one-score game that, that gets yeah. thrown into the rest of that uh, that mix. But, you know, next week's going to be super important, too. Let's talk about the Raiders. Wait, let's talk about Josh Jacobs <laughs> carrying the Raiders Amen. to a big overtime win versus those uh, Seattle Seahawks. How did, let me uh, let me just run down the the uh, the box score here. Uh, Derek Carr, two hundred ninety-five yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Two Monte interceptions. Adams. Had seven catches for 74 yards. And then Josh Jacobs, 33 carries, six catches, 313 total yards, and two touchdowns. One of them, an 86-yarder on the first play of overtime to win the game. Was it the first play of overtime, or was did the, the other team get the ball? No, because I think I think we had a chance to win it in overtime with a field goal. I think we missed first. I think you got the ball first in overtime, right. missed the field goal. Three plays later, uh, or four plays later, the Seahawks were punting it back. Right, a- and then from first play oh, of that that second series for us, from the fourteen yard line, Josh Jacobs over the right guard, breaks free down the middle, takes it all the way for the win, 86 yards, the W. The Raiders are approved to 4-7 and seven on the year. How, do, uh, how, does it, how did it feel to watch that game and watch that win? Oh, man. Uh, it was a really good game. It, I mean, you're frustrated because you want the defense to make plays, and, and they, they just couldn't make some of the plays that you're like, how did you let that go? That's whatever. I mean, personnel-wise – they're not there yet with their defense. Um, they're, they're still – like, even with Sidney Jones there, he's still got to be uh, more comfortable in the scheme, I guess. Um, they, hopefully they get uh, Hobbs back this week. Um, Averett, I don't know if he was hurt during the game or not, but there was a couple times he looked like he just couldn't do some of the things he's supposed to do as a quarterback. So it's frustrating watching, but the offense, even with the two interceptions, I thought Derek Carr played a really great game. Um, he found the guys he needed to find, uh, most of all Devontae Adams. Um, and Josh Jacobs continues to be Josh Jacobs. And mm. um, going into that, I mean, we can talk about it now. You asked me if they regret not giving him the extension. I mean, to an extent, they do. But I think not giving him the extension is going to work out for the both of them, mainly for him, because they could have yeah, gave him, yeah, yeah <laughs> they could have given him some offer, like, you know, like whatever money they had already given to uh, Waller, Crosby, and Carr, whatever left over, yeah, they could have given it to him, which would have been 
was still a nice contract for him, but now he gets to negotiate probably a better contract, a longer term contract, better um, incentives for him. And, um, you know, he, and if he decides that the Raiders aren't the team he wants to stay with, or they don't, they don't treat him the way they're supposed to, he set himself up for a better deal outside of the Raiders even. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of teams looking for running backs because there are the running back for free agent running back class this year is uh, crazy stupid right now. Um, Just these two (laughs) names alone, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, those two names alone, that's crazy. You know, Um, so, yeah, I think I think not giving the extension uh, hurts the team more, but benefits Jacobs tons more. But I also think it, it also they also got to see, um, which sucks because he's always been that guy. He's just been hurt. He's never, you know, after that first season he was banged up, and even now that he's banged up, sheesh, bad out of hell. Um, but it gave it gave Las Vegas a chance to see um, that he's still, hey, if you're going by the numbers, the number one back in the NFL. Number one. The number one back in the NFL. Uh he's also probably the number one back in fantasy right now. So I think yo, I think in half PPR he is the outright number one in fantasy. See, Especially yeah, so, after this 48, 49 point game he just I had. I mean and no offense to like Jonathan Taylor, he's just been hurt too. And that just goes to show that when you're hurt, you're hurt. You're not gonna have a great season, obviously, when you're hurt. And you you can try as much as you want. Um Maybe you're better at half speed than half of the running backs in the league, but you're still not you. And so we're expecting you and you can't be great like who you are if you're injured. So both backs have proven that Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs being the positive side of being healthy and um, Jonathan Taylor being the negative side of being unhealthy. So Josh Jacobs, fifth year option would have been, uh, a 2023 one-year extension for $10.1 million. Do you think Josh Jacobs' yearly average is going to be more than $10 million with the new contract that he's going to sign now? It's got to be, right? I think so, and the Raiders are going to have a little bit more money. They're going to be, if I'm right, they should be like the ninth best salary cap in the league coming into the offseason. So they're going to have some change. They're going to have some change on them. Um, They're also predicted to take a run at, uh, sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Deron or Deron Payne, um, the D tackle from Washington. He was also a free agent. Yeah, they're predicted to take a run at him because Washington didn't extend him either. And he's having like, uh, he's having a a career year, actually. Yeah, he's having a pretty good year. So we'll see. The Raiders are gonna have money, right? And I think I think if I think Josh Jacobs is at least worth at least twelve to thirteen a year from that ten that he was guaranteed. You know, if the Raiders want to pay more, that's great. Uh, If he's looking to take more, you know, maybe he can negotiate it. But I think twelve or thirteen a year would be fair for him, Um, just on the running back market alone, because. The NFL had put like uh uh I guess a, a a downplay on the worth of running backs now. You know, running backs sure. 
they're getting paid. But, you know, their value, I guess, isn't as high as it used to be before because, you know, you're seeing guys like um, Kareem Hunt, who was picked in the later round, um, uh, Dalvin Cook picked in the later round, uh, just a whole bunch of guys who were Jerome Robinson or James Robinson, sorry. Uh, who did he get traded to? The Jets. See, the Jets, he was picked in the later round. Just a bunch of guys picked in the later rounds able to come in and perform. So that's also – it's going to devalue the position because uh, obviously guys who get drafted higher are going to get the bigger paychecks at first. Uh, and the NFL for a running back is a perform – Perform and pay league. You perform, they pay. So, it's, yeah. Speaking of payments, as far as running backs, the top paid running back in the league right now at sixteen million dollars is Christian McCaffrey. And After that, yeah. there are two guys tied for fifteen million uh, annual average, and that is Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott. And Zeke is both are in, both are in a down uh, a down year. Yeah, um, Zeke too is getting Tony Pollard is like surpassing him in in touches and production. Uh, I, I think probably in Cowboy I think for him hearts. though, that's also due to coaching changes and you know, the 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 way coaches see certain players in the system. So I think Zeke's been a victim of of what the coaches want in their running back. Cause he's, I think if you put him on another team, who's willing to just feed him the ball and like, you know, I think in a Raider system, I'm not saying with the Raiders now, but if he was put into a system like that, I think he'd be great. Or like over there in Minnesota where they were willing to just give Dalvin cook the ball the whole time, you know? And I, yeah. And now they got, well, they, they gave him a five, they gave Dalvin cook a five-year extension. Right. Right. And so I think Last it's all year. dependent for him. His value really is going to be dependent on um, on on the team he goes to next, because I, I, I really do think his time in, in Dallas is is limited at this time since um, they can go to Pollard. And I think Pollard's a better fit for mm-hmm. them because they're trying to they're trying to pass more. And I think Pollard's a better um, option out of the backfield catching the ball. They said Zeke should be the change of pace back now. Like, use Tony Pollard and his legs and his speed and his agility to get down towards the, like, inside the 10, inside the 5, and then you switch in big body Zeke to, you know, get across the goal line and get the points. So instead of going Zeke running all day and Tony Pollard to spell him, uh, people are hoping that the Cowboys flip that and Tony becomes the – Pollard becomes the starter – and Ezekiel Elliott becomes the, uh, you know, specialist. But that's cool. I mean, if if he buys into it, I think it'd be good for him. But at the same time, he also believes he's an every down back, and he has the talent to be still he's old every down now, back. right? I don't know if he's that old. He's still in his late twenties, maybe. He's like, I feel like he's probably about to fall off. So. I don't know, man. I think he, I think if he's, I think I, I I think if he goes to another team and he's. His spirits renewed. I think. Uh, I, I, I think he'd still tear up the league a little bit. I, like I liked him in Emmett, college. Emmett Smith to the Cardinals. Right, right, right. So I mean, he was still a running back one there. And it's tough because Pollard is a really good running back. So, I mean, hey, 
and, and for us, I mean, so this week, that's two. Those those are two great backs in the backfield. This week, we're probably going to get to see um, a little bit more of Zamir White with uh, Josh Jacobs uh, having that calf strain, and he won't. The oh reports are no, he, yeah, he won't be practicing uh, full practice the, the 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 week this week. He will be playing. Uh, yeah. Is the reports, but he won't be full practice. So I think it also gives a chances for us to see Zamir White, who I think in the long term run for both Josh Jacobs and the Raiders would be great to have him his role not take too many touches away from Josh Jacobs, but I think it would go a long way to um, extending Josh Jacobs' career to have Zamir White mm. a little bit more implemented into the offense where he can give. Josh Jacobs uh, recovery time or rest time, less hits to his legs or, you know, all of that. And I, I think it'll be great to, so I hope this week we're going to see a little bit more of Zemir White. He had like three carries um, this last game and he still, I think he averaged like maybe three or four yards a carry. Got like maybe 16, 17 yards. But um, if you watch him run, he runs with the same kind of violence that Josh Jacobs runs with, you know, when they hit the hole. Um, they look – if you watch the way he runs, they they mirror each other in running style, I think. Zemir White might have a little bit more uh, speed to him, I think, in the open field. But I think uh, taking contact, running through contact, you know, able to handle the contact, I think they're both in the same style of running back, same mold. So it'd be great to see them be able to be in the backfield a little bit more together. Exciting. Let's see what uh, the rookie has. Zamir right. White. Oh, man. So, mentioning that Josh Jacobs, you think he'll make about $12 million. But even if the Raiders decide to let Josh Jacobs walk, like you said, there are a ton of um, free agent running backs that the, the Raiders can yeah. look into. Dante yeah. Foreman from the Panthers, Jamal Williams right. of the Lions. Uh, Damian Harris of the Patriots, James yep. Robinson of the Jets is uh, someone we were just talking about. He's also a free agent this season. Devin Singletary, and then the top five. Well, I guess it'd be four because Jacobs is in here. Miles Sanders of the Eagles, David Montgomery of the Bears, Tony Pollard of the Cowboys, and Saquon Barkley of the Giants. These are uh, all those guys free agent running backs. Uh, of those guys, you named the top four. I think the the guys who are really going to get a good look at from the top tier teams are going to be offered the, the, the bigger contracts are going to be Pollard and Parkley. Um, so it'll be interesting because man, to see Barkley in another uniform, that'd be crazy. That's um, going to be crazy, but he's going to be expensive. He is. And, and that's why. So the top tier teams who have money and are, are going to be able to pay uh, the, the premium for some of these running backs. I think those two will be at the top of the list of guys who are that teams are willing to pay uh the money they ask for. Do you think like, Saquon will get more than 16 million the highest right now? I don't know cuz he's yeah, he's coming off this great year, but he had been injured for so many of the other years, you know. The three or two other years he was injured and hurt and yeah. they weren't small injuries either. There were injuries that took a whole year to recover from surgery recovery and he's missed so much time. Um, but he has come back with a vengeance, and he's playing great ball now. Again, it's a, it's a 
It's a show me what you can do now league and he's showing people. I don't know about getting a 16 mil contract. Right. Um, I know one team that would love to have him right now who would probably complete their offense would be, it'd be crazy to see him uh, as a Raven. Um, yeah. It'd be uh, crazy to see with, him as a Raven. What's up with the Ravens, man? Why are they trying to run the ball? Why are they trying to wing T 2022 it up? Because they lost a fullback, three tight ends. I mean, but that was uh, they traded away Hollywood Brown last year, right? So they were just like, we don't need receivers that much. We have, you know, four on our roster. That's fine. That's enough. (laughs) But do you think that's more uh, a decision of how the team is built or how the team currently built can best perform? Like, is John Harbaugh like, well, we ain't got no receivers, so we're running, you know, Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, Pat Ricard. And two running backs. We're just gonna run fucking go. That's goal line, bro. That's a goal. That's goal I think, line. I, yeah, I think I think it's 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 because of the personnel they have now. I think they're trying to do the best with what they have. Um, so hopefully they can get some receivers in soon. Because um, even there, I mean, you could always line uh, Drake up as a slot receiver. You know, because he's yeah. he catches the ball really well. Um, I don't know about his route running, if he's on the line or coming out of the backfield, if it, it differs. But uh, you still have one of the best tight ends in the game, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Likely, who's not bad either. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind putting them on People the field People are going together. crazy over this guy. Right. Say so much potential could be, you know, uh, used just like Mark Andrews when Mark Andrews but was out. So That's what they were saying when he was coming out of college. So, um I, I like the idea that they have both tight ends on the field. I think maybe try not to run Lamar Jackson as much. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Trying to resign dis- Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we're, we're trying to resign him with all his limbs intact uh, <laughs> to his body. You know what I mean? You're actually supposed to protect your best player. So let's try to protect him there, Baltimore. Do, your, do, do better. Do better. There was a there was a player named Lamar Jackson that got signed off of a practice squad somewhere to the Broncos. He's a quarterback, yeah. Quarterback. <laughs> when I saw that post, that alert, and it said Lamar Jackson to the Broncos, and it was like Adam Schefter or something. It was it was somebody legit, and I was like, "You thought oh, Russell Wilson was going to be?" It. <laughs> there was, but there was a picture of Lamar Jackson on it, but it was just like. Uh, the Broncos. Not that Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, not that Lamar Jackson. I'm like, you fuckers. Got yeah. him. Got me. What? Hey, hey. That that that'd be. Oh me. They, if they sent Russell Wilson over for Lamar Jackson, that would have been crazy. The ESPN matchup predictor for next week's Charger versus Raider game. Has the Raiders winning fifty seven percent of the time? Mm. However, the money line on this is Chargers minus one and a half, with a fifty one percent chance to win. Of winning, mm. yeah. So this is going to be a coin flip. Oh, the over under is fifty. That's a lot. So no defense in this game is what Vegas says. Both defense have been striking, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of us are like valid, valid. Yeah, valid, valid. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier that it's a, it's a it's a must win for both teams. I get that it's a must win for both teams to stay in the playoff hunt. I think 
it's more of that reason for the Chargers because they have a more um, uh, likely chance of making the Pro Bowl. I mean, the Pro Bowl, the playoffs. Um, it's more probable that they make the playoffs at this point with this win than the Raiders do with this win. But it's a must win for the Raiders to show. And I don't give a damn. Like, I get it. Fans pay money to see these games. Fans pay money to, you know, to 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 cheer for these teams. And a lot of these people, sometimes some people don't have nothing and all they have is these sports teams. But I don't mean some of these fans are just it's ridiculous. Some of their You're saying do it for the people of Las Vegas? Oh, do I'm it saying, for the Raider Nation. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that it's a must win <laughs> for them on the field. So they can look at each other and they can look at Josh McDaniels and they can all believe that the way this team is going is the way they want it to go. If they win this game, I think it's a must win. So they can all believe in Josh McDaniels system. And, you know, it, it's a must win for them so they can believe that the, whatever direction the team is going in is, is the right direction. You know, I, I the, these last two games that they won were like really tough games. They grind, literally grinded those games out, and I think for that counts for a lot for wins. Teams that are struggling, of course, you want to come in. No one ever says I don't want to blow a team out. You know, <laughs> let me say that first. No one ever says no. I I don't want to blow a team out. I of just want to win. win by two. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so they 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 beat. Uh, who did we beat? 44, uh, you know, you win those games, like, all right, you got those games. As a fan, also, you're more comfortable watching a game where your team blows out another team. But as far as morale and bringing a team together, these these wins that you grind it out, because you're all on the field grinding it out together, you know, just I think it brings the team closer together. Um, it shows that everybody on the team is fighting. And I'm sure somewhere along the line there's – they're telling their defense they have to step up, and that's true. But um, if you take one look at the way Max Crosby goes, 130%, 150% every play, who's the, yeah. the, who's making the most money on the team? You know, he's also been named the best player on the team. Hell, he's also being um, mentioned in the same breath as some of these great players for defensive player of the year. So if, if your best player, the guy who gets the most money on the team, is going that hard every game, you know that how how do you not as a team look at that and want to play like him you know so yeah and i think the way he played this last game and how they grinded out the win because that sack he got at the end of regulation pretty much propelled them into this win yes josh jacobs touchdown is the one that got them the win but uh max crosby's effort and i think his effort is rubbing off on the defense because uh, depending on who you what, what what sports cast you watch or listen to what podcast or just uh, any any sports journal you read, a lot of guys are talking about how they they lost money on uh, but little Nichols and Chandler Jones, but Nichols and Billings had a phenomenal game this past game as two defensive tackles, and I'm gonna probably beat this to death uh, until. The defense looks like the way it's supposed to look, but I'm pretty sure Patrick Graham's system is different from anything they played in. And um, so they're, they're probably just really, really starting to get used to some of the schemes that he puts them in, the alignments, you know, 
I know they're professionals and they should have had it down by like the second game or even before the first, but that's not realistic. Um, Chandler Jones is a different story. Though. I mean, that's tough. It could also be the system because maybe in Arizona, all he was asked to do was rush the quarterback. You know, maybe that was your primary uh, job. But maybe here he has to account for his different things as he's rushing the quarterback. So um, I think for us, this win is a must win so that the team can continue to develop, not just uh, keep them in the playoff contention, but also to show the fans and, and to show each other that they're, they're actually the team that people see on paper. So this hopefully is the first time uh, the Raiders have won back-to-back games this season. Um, they've also played four of their last five on the road uh, at Saints, at Jaguars, at Broncos, at Seahawks. So this is going to be, I think, a chance for the Raiders to kind of catch their breath, be home, and then right. you know really have to attack this game because if the there's six games left in the regular season, um, the Raiders right now, what four and seven? Four, if you guys. If you guys win the next six games, you're ten and seven with wins over uh, the Chargers, uh, the Steelers, Seattle. the Patriots, and the Chiefs. Those are the four the four AFC teams that that you guys play in these last six games, two division games uh, versus the Chargers, and then one versus the Chiefs, and then uh, uh, Patriots who are in the hunt, and then Steelers who I don't know they're still kind of winning. But that, still around, that could, yeah. Those are going to be uh, all big games, especially uh, sure. And and if, for if how they, they if affect they, the playoffs. If they finish at ten and seven, I think that's just without making the playoffs. That's still a big victory for them. I know making the playoffs. Everybody talks about how it's still disappointing because they made the playoffs last year. Um, it's still a big victory for them to come back and win and finish at ten and seven without making the playoffs. Um, and I, I think it'll. It'll have guys looking and seeing what Josh McDaniels is actually trying to do. You know, uh, I that's, believe a, that's the biggest point for you, right? Is to build long term, right? Build long term. A lot of lot, there's a lot of fans who are like, "Why do they keep winning games?" Because that's their job. Like, you want guys to tank? That's crazy. Like, you want guys to go into like they play a sport, they get paid to play a sport, and then some guys complain about what well, we pay your salaries by paying for tickets. Okay. So you're telling me you want them to waste your money to go in and lose games so you can potentially <coughs> potentially draft a guy who might be great. That's that's crazy to me that people want these guys to tank because, I mean, even if C.J. Stroud or, or uh, Young come into the league and, and maybe they're great, you, so you want people to – you want them to stop playing. You want them to give up for something that might happen. That's crazy. That's so. It's not, it's not even a certainty that you you get the pick or you get the player or the player develops. Too. They just yeah. want change because they That's, see, oh, this isn't going the way you know it was told it was because go we're not as we expected. Yeah, so change because it. we got Devontae Adams and we're not undefeated. Okay, when were the Packers undefeated? Get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? It's like it's crazy. <laughs> Like, so these are the fans I'm talking about. These are the people, even the analysts that, that say something like this. Like, you guys are crazy. 
Like that's 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 such weird energy. And, and then people were like, "Well, you're about to lose the top three pick. I don't care if we have a top three pick. Full if we're winning." And so, like, yeah. just if you end up ten and seven, that means you're able to win. Okay. So you messed up the first half of the season, but you know you can win 10 games. Now that you got – maybe you get healthy this offseason, and then maybe you do get, like, somebody great at the 16th pick, you know, uh, and then you pick up a couple. You're still going to be a better off team winning the rest of these games, knowing that these guys can actually win, come in, want to win, want to fight, you know what I mean, then leaving your whole – like, giving up everything to draft one guy who might be great because yeah, even the guy that you draft at 19 might be greater than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's all a, you know, a chance. Right. It's crazy. And don't get me wrong, man. I cheer <laughs> for the chip. I cheer for the Chargers one because I do like Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I think if you put him on another team, not to say that the, the Chargers aren't the team he should be on, but um, I think to end, this is not to take away from um, my uh, cousin by association, <laughs> uh, uh, to a tunnel by North. Um, to a sorry, man. Not even, not even association by uh, by <laughs> by ethnicity, my cousin, by, <laughs> just by pure ethnicity, because he's someone. Um, not to take anything away from him, because he's doing a great job out there in, in Miami. Um, but I think if you put Justin Herbert on my Emmys team, he does just as well. You know, maybe even better, maybe even better. Uh, Cause you know, that's, that's an incredible team. I th- but I think Justin Herbert's just as great as a quarterback as two is. And he, he's, was it Emmanuel Achu that was, that's it. Or was it Sam? I think it was Emmanuel. Probably Sam. Cause Sam's the one that talks more. <laughs> Emmanuel's the one that doesn't like Justin Herbert. He said that Justin Herbert is just a social media quarterback. Oh, God. And people are like, well, he, he's not on social media like that. He hates the camera. I don't think that's what he was trying to say. I think no. when he says social say media he's... quarterback, I think he just meant like highlights. Like everybody thinks that... Justin Herbert is great because they saw his Instagram reel that came across their scrolling of him right. hitting a 50, 60-yard bomb in stride. So – social media thinks that Justin Herbert is a better quarterback it's because when they him... see well, you see the Tua look like uh, when they were posting his underthrows and compare that to, you know, Justin Herbert with the big arm hitting. But Justin Herbert also has a bunch of ducks and Tua also has a bunch of laser touchdowns. Like, right. Right. It's just, it's just kind of what, the narrative and what the the information being put out is being perceived as, and who that, and who's putting it out? The teams, the news. Who's putting exactly? It out? So who, whoever these like, and and that's the tough thing, man. Because as a player, your your play should also speak for itself. But when when certain people want to put out their own narrative, it's easier mm-hmm. for them to to dictate what people think about you on the field. Because like you said, and and, and like Acho said. Um, you put out a bunch of highlights, and if enough people just put out the highlights, even if you know you blatantly see that he's having like the worst season of his life, if all you see are his highlights of that season, you're like, damn, why didn't he get this more recognition? Terrible. Right, you know, and you're thinking, why didn't he get more recognition? Because trust your trust what you saw in the season, he was terrible, you know, or or he was great, 
and he just doesn't get the recognition. And I think both Tua and um, uh, Justin Herbert are a victim of, of both. But both are really great quarterbacks. Because if, if, if you're a Tua fan and all you see are his uh, – and I know not many people are going to be swayed by it because he's a pro now, but there are people – if all you saw was his Alabama highlights, you would think that Tua was the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah. You know? Because he has some of the most incredible college highlights ever. In such big games. Right. Playoff games. You know, and that's who he is. That's who he is. He's one of those guys that if you put the pressure on him, he doesn't fold. He steps up. You know? Tua, Tua <laughs> is that kid. Tua is that kid. He doesn't fold. You and, saw the and, uh, story I reposted of Mike McDaniels? What, when they're Mike on the McDaniel. sideline talking? They're on the sideline. That's hilarious. Like, Bro, you remember such... how you said that you YouTubed me? So I YouTubed I you. I YouTubed you. <laughs> I saw some Trent Dilfer shit uh, of your high school plays. Which is funny because it's high school. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your high school plays and your technique was trash. I was right? like, wait, what? <laughs> They're just that's laughing. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. And the fact that Mike McDaniels is being sarcastic to the way people talk about yeah. how they used to see him. And Mike McDaniels literally did it on purpose and mentioned that it was high school because it was high school, you know, and how far he's come. But, like, that's – and that's just My, the way of the world. Yeah. That's so tough. He's so funny. That guy's – whether uh, he becomes one of the greater coaches in the league in the future, like, just goes on to a really great career. I think he's a great coach either way. Just with his interaction with the team, I mean, with his guys – and I, uh, one of the videos I saw uh, last week was how Tua really questioned himself, whether he belonged in the league, mm-hmm. whether, yeah, whether he, you know, the words were, uh, I really questioned whether I sucked or not. You know, that's tough to, to come, to be so heralded at a, at, a, at a great school, middle school, through college, do all these things, get drafted so high. And then come in and have one, just one coach, one coaching staff, one head coach, just destroy all of that and have you question your worth. That's tough. And then for Mike McDaniels to come in and restore all of that, and yeah. then you have the best season of your life. You know, that's, man, that's crazy. That's good. That's good coaching. That, but more, that's just like humanity. That's to being be a great to, person. Yeah, yeah. To tell someone, hey, you don't suck. You're actually really right. good. Yes, Here's really a 15 minute film of just, you know, all the great clips you did. Yeah. But that's also, I think, something that they had to do to Justin Herbert. It was like, hey, you're, you can do all these great things. Don't forget it. He's just like, oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Do you think Justin Herbert's like a real one? Or is I he do. just like playing no, I, it I, up I, to get the squash commercial money? No, I, I, I think he's a real one. I think. He, it looks like a fun-loving kid. It looks like he's one of those guys mm. that love the game and will come in and play the game. Yeah. Um, if 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 the league was a league where you didn't get paid, and Justin Herbert was still one of the better quarterbacks, I think he <sighs> I think he'd still come in and play the game. If it was a game where you didn't get paid as much, and I think he'd just love to play the game. Damn. I want to. I I wish I could agree with that. Just, I, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen his like post game stuff, right? And maybe it's just like a guy that really doesn't 
didn't feel comfortable in front of the camera and he got maybe some coaching, some public speaking or stuff, but right. he definitely does the coach speak version of whatever the quarterback quarterback speak where he's like, yeah, defense did great. You know, we just got to give them, uh, we just got to capitalize on those opportunities. We didn't sure. do that today. You, you know, sure. the, the opposite of Zach, Zach Wilson. But, but it feels like I feel I don't know. It feels disingenuous. Yeah, it feels a little coached up, and like I really want to hear what you have to say. I don't want the the tailored answer for the you know the playbacks on uh, the news shows or the sports shows. I get, I get I that want, too. I want to know what you really feel because like I can see that he's passionate about stuff on the sidelines or with his teammates and stuff, but in front of a right. mic. He like just gives out these, you know, auto-generated responses. Uh, but there are there. I mean, they are the right responses, right? Like, no, yeah. if you're reading it, it's the right thing to say. You know, take the blame, mean. give credit to talk about how great your teammates are. You're just there. You're just another guy. But Austin Eckler, you know what he does in the running game and the passing game for us is crazy. Keenan Allen's a Hall of Famer. He's doing this and that. The way that affects your team and it makes your job easier. Do you know? Do all of that. But it uh, there's something about it that feels a little robotic. And if and I keep going down this rabbit hole where if that is like the one thing that I find, but it could lead to all this other stuff. Well, if he's disingenuous about that, is this whole thing just a ruse (laughs) to capitalize on his height and throwing ability to make money? And it's not really like, I don't know. Or maybe I'm just trying to poke holes into a good quarterback. Uh, I I, I feel what you're saying. I think all of that is, uh, one, because he is the face of the franchise. Um, Mm. And then, two, I think because he's so young, I think maybe he does have a team that comes out and they'll coach him on some of the stuff to say. But I also think he has input on what he wants to say. He's just – he has people uh, put into words what he wants to say where it comes out that way. So I think those are his words. I think maybe he just has help with them uh, at this point in his career because he's so young. But like you said, I think the pressure really gets to these young guys. And so he doesn't want to – you know, look at Zach Wilson. I mean – <laughs> you know, he, he might have benefited from whoever is helping Justin Herbert if they're helping Justin For Herbert. For sure. Because yeah. it, it's people are uh people are cruel. You know, what I mean they'll 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 be cheering for you one day, tell you how great mm-hmm. you are one day, and uh once you start doing things that don't align with what they think you should be doing, you're automatically the villain. And not to say that Zach uh, Taylor isn't or satisfying. <laughs> Wilson, yeah, with that Wilson. Not to say I, because I didn't think they should have drafted him that high. I, I definitely, I don't know what the Jets were thinking. He had one great season. That was it. Um, he may have the uh, intangibles or the measurements. I don't care. I don't think he should have been drafted that high. Uh, and it goes to show because he's immature still. You know. Maybe his physical attributes prove that he's going to be a great player someday, but he's not there yet. Before that one season he had in BYU, he had never been in the spotlight. They said there was that one pro day throw where he rolled out left and then threw for 65 yards to the right. That's that's what it was. Tricked everybody. 
<laughs> one kid. throw convinced yeah. everyone that he was Patrick Mahomes type. Fuck out of here. What? Patrick Mahomes wasn't even Patrick Mahomes when he came into the league. He waited for a little bit. Yeah. He waited for a little bit. He had all he the def- talent. He definitely, yep, yeah, he definitely had the talent. He had all the talent up for, but he right. had to sit a year. Yeah, yeah, to sit a year. Zach Wilson might be the same, but he didn't get that chance. And being drafted so high, like again, he might, and he he didn't. He definitely wasn't Patrick Mahomes coming into the league. Even Patrick Mahomes coming, like you know, whatever skill level Patrick Mahomes was coming to the league, Zach Wilson wasn't even there. He's not even that. Well, he wasn't even that Patrick Mahomes. So. Um, that's so weird that he was picked so high. Like you literally, and it's so funny because um, there's so many other draft picks that are are getting shitted on for getting drafted so high right now. And um, just now, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is gonna start catching all that stuff. And his talent, I think, is probably all there. I, th- I think he's, I think, talent wise, he's probably a really good quarterback. But he's so immature. He doesn't know how to deal with all this stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. again, going to say, some of these guys have had the camera in their face since they've been in elementary. They've been uh, coached to handle it, you know? And I think Justin Herbert's people know that. And I think, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, I understand what, it's, what you're saying. Like, you want to hear him. You want to see him be out there, like, smiling and talking like Justin Herbert. You don't want to yeah. see him out there uh, taking questions answers. and asking, uh, uh, answering them like Patrick Mahomes, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it's just, I think it's his team just preparing him so that he doesn't look like Zach Wilson. That's, and that's smart. And definitely get yourself a team if you ever come into some money and it's like right. a process, just, like a PR team, a speaking Just team, don't let it be Russell Wilson's team. team. Just don't let it be Russell Wilson's team. Bro, that Russell Wilson is such a cash grab. He was like, there's a team that wants to pay me $170 million. I'll go. I'll go right now. And he was like, but you don't have $170 million talent. He's like, I don't care. I'll go right now. You remember uh, Bob Saget? Yes, yes. This is who I think Justin Herbert might be, right? He's uh, Danny Tanner in front of the cameras, but he's Bob Saget comedy special in the locker room. Like he's like I'll take really, that. Right. I would love that. Right. 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 <laughs> but that's what I think right. it is. So that's what makes me feel like sometimes in front of the camera. I I re- I know exactly what you're saying fake. because the first time one of my friends heard uh Bob Saget stand up and how much he was swearing, they were like, <laughs> wait a minute. This that's is the Danny dad Teddy from Full right. House. I, yes, that's his stand-up comedy. How did you not know that? I'm like, no way. I'm like, yes, he's super vulgar. You know what I mean? He's, he's a funny guy. He's a he's not the dork on uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that that just paid him. He had to do that because it paid him. What would you do? Yeah, get that money. <laughs> right. The aristocrats. There was like a a comedy documentary of this one joke called The Aristocrats. And it's super vile and vulgar and <laughs> Just is so bad. And Bob Saget was like happily in that documentary, like, well, here's my version of that joke. <laughs> that was the first time I was like, holy shit. Dad, the dad is going crazy over here. Right. I, I watched, I forgot what comedy special was. It was the same thing. I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. It's probably going to be corny, but 
And my man comes out with the totally like one of the most smoking jokes. And you're like, ah, oh, this is gonna be different. It's <laughs> totally different, right? But it's, it's better. So much better. <laughs> yeah, because it's because of no, I get it. I get it. No, I think I think that's what you want more than anything. Is I think right now, Charger fans are happy with that. But I yeah. get what you're saying. You'd rather have him come out and be him, and you know, because then have want to any... be the person he is yeah. for the cameras. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I'd rather that too. I think the one person. I mean, so I think like you're talking about your quarterback, and I think the Raiders. A lot of people question whether Derek Carr is that mm. guy uh, who he when he's on camera. But I think he is. I think he's one of the better, the better, better people in the league. Like he's, I think he's really a great guy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Carr, good people. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't have to worry about him shit talking you or no, yeah, not looking out for you. He's like, if you're on his team, you're his family. Which is why that's good stuff. I see. He's like, is that because Derek Carr knows that he's physically limited and he's like, I gotta be. A very likable person. See, right. I, I, that so could that be all these teammates like me, and I can keep my job. So, so my thing is, uh, if you're gonna make those questions, you better be more athletically inclined than Derek Carr. <laughs> and, and the people that are saying it are definitely not. So it's funny. Like, if another guy in the league is like, "Well, he's like that because he's not as like," okay, you can say that. You, sir, can say it. if if guys like Devontae Adams say it. Yes. Okay, oh, it's valid. Oh, it's valid. But man, it, but if if uh like uh if the the dude from um Wingstop who is sitting at home on a Sunday with the wings that he stole from Wingstop where he works at is telling me that <laughs> Derek Carr is only a nice guy because he's not as athletic. No, he's sorry. <laughs> Eat your wings and shut up. <laughs> Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, the Chargers in Vegas. Give me the prediction for the score. Man, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think it's going to be close to uh, what the um, Seattle Raiders game was. So, again, I'm a Raiders fan, so obviously I'm going to have to go with my Raiders. Uh, I think it's going to be like, a, a, honestly, like a 41-37 affair. Ooh, who's winning? Raiders. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Um, I've got it a little less. I've got it like twenty-eight seventeen, which is still a great score because uh, obviously you think the Raiders are twenty-eight, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know what? I actually <coughs> we just I just asked this question just off the cuff, but I would actually have to sit down and think about it because our defense is. No, not the which best. Which is why, right, which is why I think they're going to be so much scoring. I think mm. there's going to be so much opportunity. Like, um, I don't know who's going to stop Keenan Allen if he comes out and he's feeling a lot better. Also, mm. Eckler. And the same thing on our side. If I know Josh Jacobs is limited in practice, if not practicing at all this week, but he's still going to play. And if he was able to play that well with that cap strain uh, the last game, I think he's – Gonna be fine this game, and again, who on your team is gonna stop Devontae Adams? So I think it's gonna be a question of uh, who has the ball last. The Raiders and Josh Jacobs should have a great day on the ground. 
this Sunday because mm-hmm. the Chargers are right. near, you know, the last in the league as far as uh, run defense efficiency and, and rushing yards allowed uh, per attempt. Um, you know, it's going to come down to some, some familiar names. Uh, Kenneth Murray, uh, Drew Tranquil, right in the so? middle of that defense. Is... I think I think so too because I think uh, I think um, Bosa and and Crosby kind of cancel each other out uh, on both sides. I think I think Bosa is I think uh, Joey Bosa is still out. Is he? So we yeah so we don't yeah we haven't had Bosa for a while so that I feel like that's limited well, Mac, I mean, to Lil Mac. Of course, because of people course. are like, well, double team fifty two. Don't right. Who else is going to come off the edge? Who else is going to go? Right. Freaking Jerry Tillery? Nah. Double no, because Khalil Mack. Guess where Tillery is on the other side of the ball? On the Raiders, time. yeah. <laughs> like, nobody else is going to make the play because these are uh, Morgan Fox. Oh, man, I'm hoping Braden Fajoko goes off. Uh, he's right, been right. making some uh, some plays when he gets in. but and he, But he's been getting more plays because of injury. Like we ended that other game, I think versus the Chiefs with only two linebackers, two if you guys no, are, two two defensive linemen because they all got right. Hurt. If you guys are just new to Brendan Fehoku, Brendan Fehoku was a five-star defensive lineman coming out of high school. Nice. Um, he started off at Texas Tech and then transferred over to LSU, where he played tremendously at both schools. So, I mean, if you guys are like, well, Brendan Fehoku, he's the kid's talented, and it's not just because of me and Lance are Polynesian. I mean. Yeah, he, he's or real. That he's, he's a charger. Or that he's a charger. <laughs> he he's he. You think of defensive lineman in the in the, in the SEC. He's he's a real SEC defensive star. So, I mean, uh, him getting extra playing time. Yes, it's because of injuries, but I think uh, somewhere in the next year he would have been getting this playing time anyway. That's how good Brendan Fehoko is. Plus, his dad is a a legend. At, yeah, uh, you might have, you might have seen his dad before. You, you might have seen his dad before, uh, uh, but you don't recognize him because his face was painted, <laughs> and he had uh, he had a tea leaf skirt no on, shirt. He had no shirt, uh, <laughs> muscles flaring everywhere. You also might recognize Braden because he was playing the drums for his dad when he was really hey. the warrior at the University of Hawaii, and it was the time I was going to school in Hawaii. Uh, we used to go to the games, and really would. It's also a time when. Uh, the UH football team was probably at his best. Um, Timmy Chang, uh, Ashley Lilly, uh Chris Brown, guys like that. Uh, what's his Isako uh, Sopoanga, Louis Fuma. These guys are are were stars. They're, uh, homegrown. Keith Asun played guard for um, University wide coming out of Tafuna High School. Played against Bama in the championship. They went undefeated. Of course, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we didn't have that game go the way we wanted, but <laughs> but but I mean, school from Hawaii, you know, guys like Cole Brennan and and Braden Feoku, his lineage is directly tied to all those great years at Hawaii because his father was um, one of the better. I don't want to see he's a mascot because he was more than that for UH, but yes, uh, for the lack of a better word, um, he was one of the Better mascots ever. Spirit guy. Right. Right. You know what I mean? But yes. You you uh, definitely got the crowd hype. My sister was talking about it. She said that they went and watched my brother's game at UH one time. And she had a sign up uh, for the Bearcats. And he came and he bit the sign. 
and he just like and that, and that was no that was just kept walking really and that he, he man he when he put on that when he put on that face paint he turned into video the warrior <laughs> man you know I, i'm telling you you know he, he's great he's great oh, and if you've seen clips of him doing the haka for braden while he's hey. doing the lsu oh, yeah. walk yeah. him and his, man that's it's crazy it'll give you goosebumps but um, went viral I think I think yeah for him to be on the D line I think it's great for the Chargers, great for him. Um, he's gonna step up. Yeah, he, I think he's gonna definitely be a factor in the game, especially with the great running back on the other side of the ball like Josh Jacobs. So Braden's gonna have his hands full, but uh, I think he's ready for that. Um, you said post is he's still out, so obviously a lot of things are gonna fall on Khalil Mack. But you did mention Drew Tranquil and uh, Murray. I I still think. I think I think Murray's going to be a great linebacker in the league. I've seen him at Oklahoma. He was he was everywhere, sideline to sideline. Um, he he might have been able to play safety too uh, at Oklahoma, but um, I think he has great great ball skills. Uh, I just think he needs to be. I don't know if it's the scheme he's playing in, mm, if he doesn't some. recognize certain things out of the scheme. But sometimes he seems out of place when he's on the field. He just needs to get comfortable again. But I, I think um, you guys picked up a great guy in Keith Murray. I think he just needs to really get comfortable in his own skin out there. I've seen Drew Tranquil take snaps from him. And I've also seen Kenneth Murray get run by and get run over. And right. it's always like, right. but it might just be that, you know, just replaying those highlight or highlights, so to speak, and just remembering some of these big things. But it does definitely seem like a pattern. But like you said, super talented, can cover sideline to sideline. That's definitely what we need him to be. Um, and I don't know if it's just, you know, the scheme on the certain play or whatever is happening. Maybe he's responsible for something else. But, you know, reacting to, to the offense as it's going, sometimes he gets put in bad spots and he can't really come through. And Not I'm just yet. hoping that the future, you know, good plays that he makes – uh, start to take eat into some of those bad plays and eventually start to take over. Right, and that's the thing, and that's why Drew Tribe has been able to take stops away from him because I mean, he's way more athletic than Drew Tribe. The thing about Drew Tribe is he's comfortable out there. You know, he follows his assignment. He does what he's supposed to do, and when he gets beat or you know he gets run by or he misses a play, I personally think it's. Because he's not as athletic as Kenneth Murray. I think if Kenneth Murray was as comfortable on the field as Drew Tranquil, he'd be making those plays. But, you know, that's so many ifs. So he's going to have to do so. I, I still – I'm a fan of Kenneth Murray, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he can put it all together. The way I think we'll, we'll see how he does versus Josh Jacobs this week. Maybe we'll see the next game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's- Hey, maybe again. Maybe maybe not put it on. You can wait another game, man. It's oh. it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be uh yeah, definitely gonna be watching that game very intently as I do all the Charger games. Amen. Um, let's wrap. Any uh, shout outs? I wanna. I'm gonna start. Shout oh. out to Samantha, Catherine, Jean, Doshbach, Jobs, who on December first this year is going to turn 30 years old. Happy birthday. Happy Congrats. birthday. You're doing great. I'm excited for these next 10 years. 
um, and to see our daughter uh, uh, grow and learn from you. Shout out to you. I love you very much. And we're going to go eat tomorrow and other stuff. Happy Big shout out. Big shout out to Samantha. Big shout out. That's dope. Good for you. Good for her. Good Thank for you. her. Yeah. Shout out to oh, our sponsor, Livasa Island Apparel. Check them always. out www.livasaislandapparel.com. It is uh, Christmas. Some of that, yeah. Get your Christmas gift. Like, you know how you can give sweaters or, or hoodies and stuff because it's starting to get cold. Why don't you give like a Pacific Islander infused design like they have on Livasa Island Apparel? Why don't Amen. you go check out what they have? It's not just shirts, it's not just hoodies. Uh, if you check them out online or if you hit up Levasa uh, on Instagram, uh, they'll be able to, you know, show you what the catalog is looking like. There's definitely some Christmas uh, designs, but then there's also the classics. There's the Sasa tea. There's the Chunky uh, Wahoo. There's the, you know, the South Pacific uh, design. So definitely hit up the website. Um and check them out to get your your gifts done early. Definitely, definitely. He's ready. He's waiting to to supply everybody for Christmas gifts. Even even if it's not a Christmas gift, if you want something for yourself, be sure to Ooh, check yeah. it out. And uh, since since we're on, yeah, you know what? Since we're on that, shout out to Levasa. Also gonna shout out Lex Fifty Five. If you're looking for the same thing, something Polynesian infused, um, a Christmas gift or something for yourself. Check out Lex55 on Instagram, L-E-K-Z-55. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Some playing cards on there that um, are unique to Lex. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. So both guys, man, Levasso and Lex55. If you guys are looking for island-infused apparel um, and just some great products that they have on their site, go check them out. Check them out, check them out, check them out. Yeah, yeah. And if you uh if you have anybody you want to shout out and we could read, go ahead and email us at ballinesian at gmail.com. If you have any crazy takes, sports takes you want us to address, uh send those in to uh ballinesian at gmail.com. Or you can mm. hop into our DMs on Instagram uh at ballinesian. Uh let us know what you think of the show. Um yeah, and any, just about anything else. We'll oh, last, 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 last plug, man, from my guy, man, uh, who I spoke to uh, on the, last week, on Saturday. Shout out to my guy, Frankie Louvu, man. Uh, hey. He just wants to let everybody know how grateful he is for, yeah, for the for the following. He's, my gosh, the season he's having right now is, I mean, yeah, for him personally, it's a really great season, but for a linebacker in general, you know, uh, he's played 10 games. He started eight. The stats are crazy. Check out the stats. But what I'm, I'm going to ask you right now to do is go to NFL.com, go to the Pro Bowl voting. Let's get Frankie to his first Pro Bowl because he's yes. deserving of it. You can vote as many times as you want in the daytime. I try to go. I vote at least 10 times a day. Let's try to get Frankie to this Pro Bowl because he's deserving. He's uh, it up. Man, yeah, he's – what a great season. What a great – he's – and – if you look at uh, the, the Panthers and their defense team as a whole, he's more than just a linebacker for them. My man really inspires some of the people on that team. Um, he's that firecracker 
when it comes to uh, pregame rituals, whatever, whatever the, the energy he brings to that team is invaluable and people are noticing it. He was the same way when he was with the Jets. So uh, he's, he, man, if you've seen the way he's worked to get onto the field, the way he is now regularly, you, I mean, you'd want to go out and work the same way, you know, Ooh, it's, it's incredible. He puts in so much work. If, if you don't believe me, check out his Instagram, check out any videos he has. People, people, um, make highlight videos of him or every, every, every off season he puts in work. Yep. Uh, same with his, the guys he's in the league with. Um, he's got a bunch of guys he's went to the league with, but another kid who's all the way from back home, same spot. Um, uh, Frankie's from American Samoa where me and Lance are from Daniel Way quality. This kid's come even from a smaller school. Uh, a, a, it's a vocational school. It's a tech school. He went to, play football there, small school. You know, he's a mainstay on the, the Patriots D-line. You know, these two dudes, the, I'm not going to say they came from nothing because I know their families. And if you live in American Samoa, is you came from less than a lot of folks out here, but you didn't come from nothing because if you're in American Samoa and you have family, you have everything. You know, in Samoa, Amen. you're taught. If you have family, you're rich. It don't matter. And these two kids probably have some of the better families around them in American Samoa, uh, whether they be blood or people that have uh, they've made their family, they, they've got guys around them. They come from great backgrounds is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, they didn't have much, but they still had great backgrounds. So these are the kind of stories you want to see winning. And right now they're winning and that's help Frankie. And if uh, same thing with Daniel, if you see Daniel in the voting, help them both. Let's get them both to the Pro Bowl because they're well-deserving. So, get it. Uh, We'll find Shout the link you, for sure. Post it. We'll find the link and post it. Uh, Frankie, in fact, is uh, is um, might be out in Washington this week to say hi to his pops. So, Frankie, if you're out there, like I said, shoot me the call, man. We can link up. Um, such a great man. This is this is the thing. We were at the house. Uh, if you don't know background, me and Frankie's older brother, Junior, we're thick as thieves, man. Junior's like my own brother. So I was there visiting junior juniors in Washington. We were outside at night in the cold, uh, just talking. And I hear this ring camera go off. And all I hear in Samoa and say, hey, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> I look up at the ring camera. I was like, wow, really? And it's just the funniest conversation we ever had. We haven't talked in a while. Frankie's always, Frankie's always been the funniest dude. Like, great kid, man. So laid back. And Frankie has the biggest heart, man. Frankie, Frankie takes care of people. Um, he just takes care of people. You know, Frank yeah. is a great kid. He's what, like I said, again, getting back to what we're talking about. If you have the chance, get onto NFL.com, look for Pro Bowl voting. Uh, he's there as an outside linebacker. Scroll to that and vote. You can vote as many times as you want in the daytime. Uh, so, yeah, vote till your fingers get tired because he's deserving. I feel like I remember uh, going to Samoa Baptist and uh seeing Frankie as like a little kid. And now he's a grown ass about to be a pro bowler NFL player. <laughs> so this the, the the first summer he came back um from Wazoo, me and Noah, we were we were working at the gym at the time. And like this dude walks into the gym. He's six two. It looked like he eats some of the people in the gym. 
Who the hell? And then he turned around and said, hey, Wally Boys. And we're like, sorry, Frankie. Wally we're like, boys. holy sh-. Like, where, where, what? Who did you eat to get that big? Because <laughs> I remember when he played, he played for the AYF Chargers in American Samoa. It's this little kid running around with, he had a little fro going too. I remember the first time I met this kid, I didn't know he was Junior's brother. I was paying for my groceries or whatever I had in the front store next to where the stadium is. And I put my stuff on thing. He obviously knew I was Junior's friend. Now I seen this uh I seen this Musubi fly onto my stuff and a drink, and I was like, I turned around what? and this kid with a little afro sweating at me because you know, which is thank you, it's I would pay for the stuff, and he <laughs> took off. I was like, okay. And like, you know what I mean? The, later in the day I found out who it was. <laughs> so funny. He's so funny. Yeah, shout out Frankie Louvu. Make sure you click the link in our story and we'll we'll post that so that you could start voting for him for the Pro Bowl. Yes, please do, please do. He's he more than uh, it's not it's not something that he puts out there, you know. Like he's not gonna beg you for votes because he knows yeah. his worth. But he'd be very appreciative, uh, and so would we. If we get hey, to the Pro Bowl. those things stack up when it comes contract time. Amen. Pro to that Bowler too. Frankie Louvu. Yeah, Amen make sure you get too. that money, bro. Um, there you go. Did he go last year? Wait, yeah, we'll no, talk no, about it more. Yeah, part time started <laughs> last year, so this is his year. Let's let's make it happen. Let's help out. Polynesian. Uh, yep. Let's get Frankie Lubo to the Pro Bowl. That is our episode. Forrest, thank you so much for, for coming on and talking well, Raiders. appreciate you. Chargers with me. Um, it's going to be a big game this week. Can't wait to see it. Will. it will. Yes. And that is going to be our show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Forrest allow. I am Lance Falitono. Stay hydrated. Stay blessed. Stay balling. Love and light. Peace. Amen. Peace.